So ever since I was a kid, I remember Saturdays were a special day because my mother often would make bread, bake bread, and so she'd start in the morning and you'd had that unique smell of bread, that kind of yeasty balance and kind of a little sweet and savory all together, uh, that nice bread that was always off and sitting on the wood stove so it would raise up and uh, smelled great when you walked in the house. And then you always, I got to punch the dough and that was, uh, punch it as hard as I could usually. <laughs> and uh, that brings back a memory every time you smell that same, that very same smell. And to this day, my wife makes excellent, amazing bread. She has worked for, for years now to perfect just what she likes, just how she wants it to raise. And she's always very critical of her own bread, of, nah, that didn't raise like it should be, and this and that. And I'm like, you can just keep making it, keep trying. How's that? <laughs> She does a great job with it, but every time you walk in the house and that smell of fresh baked bread just permeates the whole house. I mean, there's nothing that smells like fresh baked bread. And the anticipation of the smell as you keep looking forward to it and looking forward to it, and then of course the taste and the texture and the warmth, and you just load it with butter because why not right <laughs> because that's a, if you sit down you can easily take a fresh loaf of bread and you can you can eat a whole lot of that really quick it just sort of melts away <laughs> and when we got a family of six we sit down loaves just disappear and they're gone quickly as it comes out of the oven and that is the very best time I get yelled at because I want to cut it too early. And I'm like, but now, it's, it's really hot right now. It's great. But uh, Amy doesn't want it smushed, so you got to wait just long enough. The thing about it is if you wait, the longer you wait, the less good it tastes. It does dry up a little bit over time. It does... Uh, lose its savor a little bit. And for sure, we try to hang on to it and make it go as last as much as you can. But the idea is that that fresh bread coming right out of the oven is the very, very best. All right? The very best. Any baked good is that way. If you want the best flavor and the best textures and the best smells, it's right away. That's the very best experience you can have. So there's a little experiment we do every year when you have old-fashioned days with the bread oven. How long will people wait for a slice of anything <laughs> coming out of that bread? They, hey, they will go and stand in line for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, just to get that first slice that comes out of there. They want that thing, that fresh baked bread, and they don't even care what it is. They don't care what it is. You could put dirt in there and they'd say, oh, it's fresh bread, right? <laughs> we don't, by the way. <laughs> that does not happen. But the idea is this. Everybody knows how good and wonderful that flavor is, perfectly met for our needs every single day. So we're looking at the Lord's Prayer 
and we've been starting each each Sunday school class with a little phrase out of the Lord's Prayer. We're going to turn to Matthew chapter number 6 as we go through, and I like to read the whole thing each time so you don't lose sight of where you are in it. It, it gives you that perspective a little bit. But Matthew chapter 6, as we look through our phrases here, Matthew chapter 6, verse number 9, After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So clearly, today is verse 11. We're going to look at these words here. Give us this day our daily bread. That's the thing about bread, is it is something that the world over has experienced. Every culture has some form of grain, some form of staple that holds down their diet and has been forever. Since the beginning of mankind, bread has been one of those staples. That grain, and then the form of often is in the form of bread some way. Some are thick, some are thin, some are flat, some are hard, some are soft. Okay, But there's bread that's been a staple for people across the world. All right, culture to culture to culture. And that's why God says, I want you to understand what this is. Understand about bread. All right. So we have that on the back of our bread oven. Okay. One side says, I am the bread of life. And the other one says this, give us this day our daily bread. Because there are two lessons which God teaches with bread, two major lessons that God teaches with bread, and there's other ones as well. Um, one is that Jesus is the bread of life, and that's a whole other uh, lesson. Uh, we actually just finished it on Tuesday night with the teenagers in their group, but a whole other lesson where God, Jesus talks about uh, eating of himself, all right? Whole other lesson. But this is that daily bread. And what do you need every day? Bread is often about need. All right? Every person has needs and every person has wants. I might want a Paula's donut every single breakfast, <laughs> but I don't need a Paula's donut. <laughs> Even ever <laughs> for every single breakfast, all right? I might want it to be uh, one of those uh, cannoli donuts because they're fantastic, right? But I don't need a cannoli donut every single breakfast, all right? I have a need. My body has a need. We have physical needs in our life. We have those things that we are, that our body requires, okay? And that our life and our being requires, all right, so 
we're going to look a little bit at needs and wants. And I've told this story before, but I like it because it gives a little perspective. There is, there was a preacher named H.A. Ironsides, and he was invited to a church for a week. And he was supposed to go each evening and preach at the church every evening. And this was, this was years ago. That's when they did those things. They invited, they had guest preachers come in, and each evening they would go, and then on the weekend they would finish up and go with a big bang on Saturday and then Sunday, and then uh, they'd move on to somewhere else or go back to wherever their home was. So H.A. Ironside had been invited to this church, and they had set up meals for him, tried to take care of him, take care of his, all of his needs. But through some sort of miscommunication um, or oversight, they forgot to give him a place to stay. And he didn't have money to stay anywhere else. And so he kind of was waiting the first night after he's all preached up and did what he was supposed to do. And somebody had invited him to supper and said, thank you very much, and uh, have a good night. And out he walked, and they never gave him a place to sleep. So he found the park bench, and he slept on the park bench that first night. And I think maybe his sermon had a little less zeal the next day. And he thought, well, they're, they're going to fix this. Clearly somebody has over, had this oversight, and so the next day he went and preached, and they invited him to dinner and just had it all set up, and now he went and, parked, and uh, parked down on his park bench again, and he slept there all week. Nobody ever thought to give him a place to sleep. And I think he got a little bit bitter along the way, a little bit upset, a little bit like, God, I'm up here preaching for you, doing what I'm supposed to do for you. And one of his friends had sent, knew he would be there for the week and sent a little letter to him, which arrived at the post office. He went to the post office to get this letter, knowing, knowing that it would arrive, and uh, got the letter from him and opened it up. And inside of that letter was a verse. Let's turn to Philippians chapter number 4. We'll be coming back to Matthew, but turn to Philippians chapter number 4. As we look at the verse, here's the verse that H.A. Ironsides had, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 19, in his friend's letter, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Apparently that's what he needed that week. He needed a little perspective on things. And sometimes you end up sleeping on the park bench for your needs. Life is not always Paula's donuts, right? But bread is what God has promised to give you, the things you need in life. And they are oftentimes not all the things you want, but they are things that give you perspective and give you love and care. Sometimes hardship, but when there's hardship there, God teaches you to help another, or teaches you to be grateful, or teaches you 
to have a new perspective on your life, to be thankful for what there is. And so if we look a little bit back in this passage in Philippians chapter 4, where this started out with, Paul is writing the Philippians, and Paul has been moving around from church to church, sometimes having great, great need, no place to sleep, no pl- no, nothing to eat, uh, and some people have reached out and given him some things. And, and the Philippians, the people from Philippi, were some of those people. Chapter 4, verse 15. Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. For even in Thessalonica, you sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but, be, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound, and I am full, having received Epaphroditus, uh, of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So if you look a little bit more deeply in what's happening there, as we look at what a real need is versus a want, Paul had times where he was starving to death and times where he had a lot. But the Philippians were watching and were sending things to him. Even when he went to another town, all right, when he went to Thessalonica, they weren't taking care of him there. But the Philippians sent things to him. And sent him by way of Epaphroditus. A young man went there and said, let's, let's send Paul some things to make sure he's taken care of. And he says, not that I need more, but I want you to be blessed. It will be added to your account in heaven. The things you give. So oftentimes, our daily needs, the needs that come up are, are things like learning and perspective and teaching us to love. If we're really going to learn how to love someone else, oftentimes that takes a little bit of hardship in our life and a little bit of perspective to see where they're coming from, especially a person that's harder to love. And there are a lot of those people out there, people that are hard to love. All right, But if we're going to learn how to love like God does, he's going to say sometimes you, you need a little of these things in your daily life. That's the bread, one side of the bread that Christ is talking about when he says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us the proper perspectives, the proper things, along with the physical needs. The physical needs are important as well. All right? Well, I think about it now, and and if I was going to look around in the world and in our country today, I would like a whole lot of things to be changed. But I can't change all those things. And I know that God is still in control. And I believe that with all my heart, even if I say it's not the way I want it. 
God is still in control and people in the world, as powerful as they might be, cannot act without God's permission to move ahead. He must permit them to move ahead. Now, I won't change others, but I guarantee you that God wants to change me in this time. I could say, well, I I want everybody else to change because then the world will be back the way it should be. And Jesus might say to me, how about you? Where are you in this place? So I often need to go back and look towards my needs. What are my needs as opposed to my wants? Where do I need to grow? Where do I need to mature? A lot of places when I look personally. Let's go to 1 Timothy chapter number 6. 1 Timothy chapter number 6. Verse number 6. Small books in there. So we get to First Timothy, chapter six, verse number six. As we learn another lesson from Paul, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us be there with content. Paul says, if you have enough, like my grandmother said all the time, enough is as good as a feast. Right? Enough is as good as a feast. In other words, if you have enough, that is enough. Be happy with that. Be content with that. And oftentimes, to learn to be content is part of our daily bread. That's a piece of it, is to learn to be content, to trust God for those things that we need. And we all, nobody came to church with no clothes on today. All right? Might not be the clothes you best love. All right? But is God giving you what you need? Everybody has what they need. Heard a couple laughs. It probably would be different to have people not show up with clothes. Okay, <laughs> definitely would have a new perspective then on things. All right, but the idea is to be content, to learn to be content, and to learn first of all that what our bread really is, and our bread is those daily needs. Are they taken care of? Do we have everything we want now? Probably not. But do we have everything we need? Often much more than we need. Now, back to Matthew to finish up and look at that perspective. Matthew chapter number 6. There is a real concern for needs out there. Physical needs. There is a real concern, right? What about tomorrow? What happens How many people have walked into a grocery store lately and not found what they wanted on a shelf, right? Because it's not there. And that's very different than we have ever seen in this country. Very different. By the way, it's not different than a lot of other countries in the world. 
but it's very different for us. So here is Jesus' advice beyond his teaching them how to pray and say, ask for our daily bread. Here is what he is talking about. If we go to Matthew chapter 6, verse number 25. Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. Now that, that phrase, take no thought, uh, is translated in other, in other translations as, do not be anxious for your life. Don't be worrisome. Don't be anxious. All right? Uh, Take no thought for your life. What shall you eat or what shall you drink? Nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto your stature? And why take you thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, for they, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, or do the unbelievers seek? For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. Do not be anxious for those things in this life. All right? Do not be anxious for your needs. Do not let worry consume you about what will happen tomorrow at Walmart and will I be able to buy a loaf of bread that I like or or the, the jar of peanut butter that I like because God, he says took care of and takes care of the birds in the field. And they don't work at it. He just says, there, it's out there for you. They don't gather up and reap and and put things in barns. All right? They don't have little bird barns where they're storing up their food for the winter. They trust that God will give them what they need as they fly through their life every day. And that's one of the other important things. Give us this day our daily bread. Focus on what it is you need today and ask God for what you need today. What you are doing by doing this, by going to God daily, is creating relationship with God. And that's really what he wants you to do. To understand that the relationship with him is the depth of everything, is the true bread. Okay? It's more than just, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to wear today? Where am I going to live? He provides. Even if it's a park bench sometimes in your life, he does provide. Now, if it would have been pouring rain every night on that park bench, he still would have provided, I guess. It would have been a little harder even to learn that lesson, right? 
But sometimes we get those lessons in our life. But we always get provided for. We always have enough. Sometimes it's very close. There used to be a man who ran orphanages, and oftentimes he did not have what he needed all right, for those kids. And he would pray for those kids, and he'd sit them down at the table with nothing. And he'd, they'd say, well, we don't have anything to feed the kids. Sit down and pray. And when you sit down and pray, there'd be a knock on the door. Oh, my milk cart just broke down outside here, and I can't get it back. Can you take it? Yeah, we'll take it. <laughs> or, hey, if my, I just happened to overbake a bunch of things in my bakery. Can't sell them today. Don't have enough. Would you take them? Yeah, we'll take them. Because God provided for him oftentimes at the last moment. But he wants you to trust him that this day he'll give you what you need. And that your anxiousness does not work into what is tomorrow going to bring? What is tomorrow going to bring? What am I going to get? What am I going to do? We finish up. We'll go to verse number 33 and 34. As Jesus says this, to keep your best perspective on what your daily bread is. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. God will give you enough for the day. And this goes back to when the Israelites were out in the wilderness, and each day he provided manna for them. And they were never to pick up two days' worth. Every day they were to pick up just enough for the day that their family would eat. If you want to eat a lot today, there's enough. But don't pick up more than today. Just today you do it. Tomorrow that manna will be filled with worms if you try to gather it up. God was teaching them complete dependence on him which is what he wants out of this. Give us this day our daily bread. That's why the day comes in there twice. Just enough for today. Because if you begin to spend your life worrying about what tomorrow will bring, what tomorrow is going to bring, how am I going to do this, how am I going to get all this done, how am I going to accomplish this, you'll never be able to overcome what might be. Because you don't know. But you know what is today. I know what my next step is. I know what I'm doing right now. And God gives me enough for this. And when tomorrow comes, if that's my day too, he's going to give me enough for that. Learn to depend on God. That's really what daily bread is. Give it to us today. Because today I need from you, God. Today I need to get a little closer to you. Today I need to learn to depend on you. And tomorrow I don't even have to worry about it. Because you're the same God tomorrow as you are today. All right? So learning to trust and learning to give complete trust over to God, not be anxious for the things of the world. We can talk about it. We can look at all the things that might happen. But we don't know. 
And Jesus says, there's enough bad stuff happening today. Don't worry about tomorrow. Work your way through today. Make your decisions for today. So that when tomorrow comes, make wise decisions today. And when tomorrow comes, all right, it's going to be a much better path that you're on because you focused on the day that you're in. Give us this day our daily bread. God will always, whether physically or spiritually, give us what we need, sustenance for the day, if we look to him. He always will give it and teach us to ask for our daily bread. Thank you very much. Have a good day.